Good morning. Today is the second day of Hanukkah. We are going to study the third chapter of Ilchot Tefillin, Mezuzah Vesachat Torah, also dealing with the Tefillin, dealing with how Tefillin are actually made. Perek Shalishi, Halacha Aleph. Shemone Alechodesh Ma'asea Tefillin, Kulan Lemoshe Misinai. As you may recall, we said that there is 10 details about Tefillin that are Halacha Lemoshe Misinai. We explained in the first chapter what Halacha Lemoshe Misinai means. Eight of these Halachot have to do with the actual making of the tefillin physically, not with the writing, but with the making of the of, of the object called tefillin. Given that they are everyone agrees on them, they all are elements, uh, the absence of any of which would invalidate the tefillin. Doing things differently than any of these details invalidates the tefillin. And these are they. Number one, they have to be perfectly squared, as we are going to say, as we're going to see later. Number two, they have to also, the, the, their, their sewing together has to also be in the shape of a square. And, and uh, also all the other angles have to be 90 degrees. Uh, so that it has four angles of 90 degrees. And that the leather encasing has on its right side and on its left side a shape of a shin. That the parchments containing the parashiot be covered in some cloth before being inserted inside the encasement. And that after they are uh, wrapped in some kind of a paper of, of a cloth, they need to be uh, wrapped again in some kind of a string made from from a, a hair. We are going to see what kind of hair that is. And only afterwards they are inserted inside the encasing. And that this leather, when you sew it together to close this encasement, to close it permanently, that what you use for this be gidin. Uh, gidin are uh, um, what what joins what joins the muscles together. Uh, it's a it's a biological term. It's a, it's some kind of a fiber, a muscular fiber that you can take from animals and use it for various things. That's what we use also for the Sefer Torah, as we are going to see later. And that we also create some sort of a passageway within the encasement that the, the, the strap goes within it, so that it passes through this passageway uh, from one side to the other. That the straps of the tefillin be painted black. And also that the, 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 the way we tie these straps, the way we make the knot be in the shape of a dalet. Uh, as we said before, in Harambam's time, the dalet used to be called dal. Halachabet. How do you create 
the tefillin of the head, uh, the one that has four compartments. These are actual instructions that we can follow and make tefillin nowadays. We take a cube made out of wood, a wooden cube, But if it wasn't a perfect cube, if it was a little higher than its width or a little lower than that, uh, that that's okay. It's, it's, not, it's not a problem. We just want the base to be a perfect square. We don't need for it to be a perfect cube. And inside this uh, cube of wood, one uh, carves into it four haritzin uh, is uh, is little orifices, so that we can uh, we, we can we can we can have four four uh, heads in the tefillin. Some reason it's not uh, turning pages. Give me just one minute. like this one and this this uh, picture by the way which we are seeing here uh, it's all is also found in Harambam's own manuscript parts of which we have today and this is obviously a replication of that but uh, what it shows here for those who are not seeing this is a, a cube a cube seen from one side so you really see a square and you see that the square is split into four uh, four sections as if someone had made grooves from one of the sides, exactly like what the tefillin would look. You take the leather and you submerge it, you drench it in water, then you cover the this wooden cube with it, and you make sure that this leather goes inside, in between each and every groove. Uh, while it's damp, you you have to you have to uh, to make sure that it goes on all sides of this cube, so the entire wood is touching the leather, so it gets exactly that shape. And you carve on each side of this of this uh, now leather-covered cube a shin uh, that, that has on one side four uh, legs and on the other side three legs. The one that has four legs is on the left side of the one who is putting it, and the three heads are on the right side of the of the person placing the tefillin on its head. In other words, closer to his left eye or, or his right eye and you leave this leather on the wood until it dries 
ואחר כך חולה שעור מעל גבי האימום של העס, afterwards one extracts takes out the leather from this mold of, uh, of wood ונמצא העור שיש בו ארבעה בתים פנויים and now you have what you have is a shape of leather it took the shape of the, of the cube of wood and on, the, on one of the sides it has four compartments empty compartments מכניסים פרשה בכל בית and you use these compartments to put inside each of them one of the four parashiot of the of the tefillin. We spoke about those last chapter. And you take some of the leather that's under it and you, you saw it from all four corners. But you leave, you make sure to leave on one of the sides a, enough of a space, a hole, so that you can use it to put the, the, the strap inside uh, as, as, a, as a loop. And this is what's called the ma'beret. Ma'beret, obviously from the word la'avor, the passage. וחסד עושים תפילין של יד, and how do you make the תפילין of the arm? לוקחין עס מרובע, אורכו כרוחבו, ויגוב או כאצבע, או יתר על זה מעט או פחות מעט. You take a, a square, a square wood, uh, again, a, a piece of wood that is, it has a square basis, its length equal to its width, but it's, uh, listen to this, the height of this is not going to make it into a cube, but it's going to be rather the height of an etzba. Etzba is a, an inch, around an inch, uh, a finger breadth, or a little more or a little less than that, uh, regardless of the size of the base. So if you went to Harambam's time, you would see that the tefillin of the arm did not look like ours, which are perfect cubes, more or less, but rather they were, they were very shallow, uh, shallow boxes. Uh, which, by the way, probably made it more comfortable to wear all day long under a sleeve. Umhapin otobe orlatov, and just like with the one of the head, you surround it with wet leather. Umanihinita oral ha imumat sheivash, you leave that leather on the mold until it dries. Veholesaor, then you remove the leather from it. Umachnisar ba parashiot in komaets, you put the four parashiot. Where the wood used to be, then you fold a little bit of, of the leather under it and, and sew it from all four sides. But you make sure to also leave a passageway where the strap is going to go through. So it seems that in Harambam's time, the tefillin would look much less neat than the ones you buy on a store today. Uh, which is okay. It's okay for them to be kosher. Uh, the, the house is not the main point. The main point is what's inside it. The main point of the house is that it be, it has a square base, but everything else really um, is not as uh, perfectly symmetrical as, as our tefillin are today. And uh, remember that tefillin, as we're going to see, used to be worn all day long. So many of these things are practical. Uh, they have practical reasons, uh, for example, the fact that the tefillin of the hand used to be much shallower 
as I mentioned, I believe this made it much, much easier to wear all day long under a sleep. How do you put the parashiot inside? In which order? So we said before in last chapter, I previewed this Hamahatan Kahaviyatan. The order is going to be the same as they are in the Torah. But you know, it's 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 a as with every object, uh, every 3D object, you turn it around and suddenly the order, the order is is the other way, is the opposite. So right to left. Uh, would be what uh, the Hebrew language suggests, but who's right and who's left? And this has, a, if there is some depth into it, and uh, this will tell us if what we are concerned with in the tefillin is the person wearing it, and right and left are with respect to the person wearing it, or the person facing the person wearing it, in other words, a, a person uh, who is approaching uh, someone from the outside who is approaching this Yehudi representing uh, the, the, the Torah, and if the right to left are with respect to this other person. You actually started right to left from the point of view of the one who is wearing it, but uh, although we are doing it right to left, which is what again the Hebrew language uh, does a direction Hebrew language always suggests, you do this from the last one to the first one. So the parashiot in the parasha in the Torah appear in the following order: and Vayayim Shamoah last. You're going to put the first parasha to put on the right side, it's going to be Vayayim Shamoah, followed by Shema, followed by Yaakov, followed by Kadesh Tichol Bechor, meaning that the person wearing it, if that person were to sort of look up and see through x-ray that the Filin, these parashiot, how they are ordered, it would be in the opposite order. So that if someone were standing facing the one who is placing the tefillin on, that person would see them in the right order. Like this, and Harambam also in his manuscript had an illustration which whoever is watching this on YouTube can see what I just described of the four parashiot in that order. And if the order is different, these are pesulot, which is why uh, the tefillin that people call Rabbeinu Tam today, forget about the fact that the leather is not made in the way Harambam said in the first chapter, which we discussed, but also the order of the parashiot is, is different and it would not be valid for Harambam's opinion. Halachavav, tefillah shel yad, kotvin be'arba' dapin be'or ehad aruch kesefer Torah asiduram batorah kegonze, um, the, the tefillin of, of the arm, as we said before, you write all four parashiot in this same order, in other words, starting from Kadesh Li and finishing in Vihayayim Shamoa, in one single, on one single parchment, long parchment, which is then rolled up, but, important detail, 
this is not me this is not this doesn't invalidate the flin if someone actually use four different pieces of parchments uh, there is no uh, that this does not invalidate the filling and it's not necessary to join these four parchments into one and as we mentioned before, always when you roll something up, you roll it so that when you start opening it, you encounter the beginning of that text. So you would roll it from the end all the way until the beginning. So that when you start opening it, the first thing you see is Kadeshli Chol Bechor. Before inserting these parashiot inside their encasements, uh, one must wrap them in some kind of a cloth, and then on top of that cloth, one must, must tie them with hair. Uh, the hair normally... Uh, Okay, we're going to see here. And then you put them inside. And this hair needs to be from a kosher mammal, a kosher animal. It could be either a wild animal like a deer or a domestic animal like, like a cow. And even if this animal was not slaughtered in a proper way, it's just the species that we care about. And the custom, the widespread custom, says Arambam, is to use the hair that's found on the on the tail of cows, bovine tail hair. That's a hair that's used. It's sort of like longer hair, um, and it's uh, it's very helpful for this purpose. Halachatet. Uh, when when you tie the actual the, the actual tefillin, the actual house, the encasements of the tefillin, uh, one must use um, this gidin. Gidin is this uh, again. It's a biological part. I think the word is uh, sinu or sinu. I, I don't even know how to pronounce it in English. Of whether a, a domestic or a wild uh, animal. Uh, they need to be co uh, kosher species. They don't need to be slaughtered properly. And what's done is you take this this uh, uh, this gidin from the, the, the akev, from the, the heel, of the animal, is describing them. You'll find them. They are white and they are hard. They're some sort of tendons. That's what they are, and you you soften them by heating them with some kind of a a stone material or or something hard until they they become soft as linen. You make from them strings, and that's what you use to tie up, to sew together tefillin and a sefer Torah and the, 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 the various pieces of parchment of sefer Torah to one another. Yod. 
תופרין אותן בריבוע, והלכה רווחת שיהיו בכל סד של שלוש תפילות. When you uh, saw the tefillin together, you do it again on the shape of a square, everyone can look at their own tefillin, you'll find this is true also today, and on each of the four sides, um, it's, uh, it's a common, uh, it's accepted practice that each of these has three, has three uh, stitches on, on each of the four sides, so that you have 12 stitches in total, whether uh, the one of the arm or the, the one of the head, but if you end up doing 10 or 14, that's fine, and all of these stitches, they must be so, such that uh, it pierces the tefillin from both sides. So it's really a, a, a full stitch uh, binding it together. Again, look at your own tefillin, you'll find that this is the case. And if you want to know what the Dalet looked like for Harambam, uh, the Yemenites have preserved this tradition, it's actually much more like the Ashkenazi style, which looks like a square, than what's today accepted in, in many Sephardic communities, which is based on Kabbalah, and it may, it's made to look uh, more like a, a yod. Yod Aleph. The orifice of the tefillin rosh, all of these compartments, they need to reach until where the stitches are. Until the, the base. And this is uh, all obviously to make it clear that these are four separate compartments, because imagine if you only did them on the very top of this box, of this cube, you wouldn't know if this is one compartment that just has an ornament on top of it, if these are four compartments, so you really want to make it all the way down to the base. Uh, but if you did it in a way that it looks, it's evident that these are four compartments for everyone who is seeing them, although it doesn't reach the base all the way, this will be kasher. If you cannot see from the outside that there is four separate compartments, it's invalid. And one more thing to really uh, bring it to, to, to really uh, make the point that these are four separate compartments, after this is done, one must sort of like floss in between each of these four to really make sure that they are separate from one another. So they are separate. And it's also customary to, to, um, to take the same kind of, uh, of strings, of tendons, that are used to sew the tefillin together and use that to pass, to, to, to floss in between each of the four compartments. How are the straps made? You take a strap of leather and you make sure it's at least as wide as one kernel of wheat, of, of, uh, of barley, sorry. But if it's more than that, that's fine. 
ואורך רצועה של הראש, how long does it need to be, כדי שתקיף הראש, את, את הראש ויקשור ממנה הקשר ותימתח שתי רצועות מכאן ומכאן עד שיגיעו לטיבור או למעלה ממנו מעט. It has to be long enough, the one of the head, so that it has enough to surround the entire head, to have that knot made, and then the leftover, the remaining straps, should be long enough that they reach um, until the, the, the belly button the, the, uh, of, of the person wearing them, or a little bit above that. And today, by the way, the, the ones you buy in the streets are normally much longer than that. The ones of the arm, so that there is enough to go around the, the bicep where you put the tefillin, and there is enough to do the, the knot up from there, and, uh, and if you were to to continue extending that strap, it should be enough that it reaches uh, the middle finger. And that there is enough also to go around the middle finger three times and then and then make and then be able to tie it in place. And if they were longer than this, it's kasher. So this is the minimum, not the maximum. Uh, Rambam will not say anywhere that we put the tefillin the way we are accustomed to put it today, of really going around uh, the arm and putting it in the middle finger, etc. But it might be that because he's saying the minimum length is so it reaches the middle finger and, and you go three times around it, it might be that this is the way that they used to also wear it back when. הלכה י"ג הוא מכניס רצועה של ראש בתובר שלה, הוא מקיף כמידת ראשו וקושר קשר מרובע כמינדל. And then you insert the strap of the one of the head inside its passageway and you go, you create some kind of a loop of the size of the, of the circumference of, of the person who is going to wear its uh, head and then you tie at the end a square knot that makes a shape sort of like a dal, uh, like, like, a, like a delta, like a dalit. And every time Chachamim needs to know how to make this knot. And Aramam says it's impossible to explain by writing how to do it or what it looks like. Uh, it needs to be shown. Also the one of the, of the arm, uh, one must tie a knot that looks like a yod, and, uh, and the strap goes up and down from this knot. It's, uh, it's, it's one of those, um, it's one of those uh, knots that permits for uh, extending and tightening at will, just like the ones we have today, so that one may uh, adjust it on, on one's arm. Um, it can be loosened or, or tightened in, in this uh, loop freely. Yodalet. Harsuot shel atefilin, ben shel rosh ben shel yad, penehem ahisonim shehorim. This also is something to note. Harambam's tefillin and the color of them were perhaps different 
than ours. So one very important thing, the 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 outside of the straps of the tefillin is halacha lemoshe misinai, that the outside of the straps, the one that when you put it on, is shown to the world, that must be black. This is the However, the back of the resuot, given that they are inside, they are not shown to the world, if they are green, painted green or left white, they are fine. Uh, it should not make them red, however, because if the, the, the strap ends up flipping around while he's wearing it, it's a little uh, inappropriate for the person to be wearing something red. And something, this is very, very interesting, very similar to something we'll see with Sisit. Um, the color of the back of the strap doesn't need to be black like we do it today, many of us, but rather it needs to correspond to the color of the actual encasement, of the actual itself, the actual phylactery. If you decide to paint the phylactery green, which you may do, I've never seen a green tefillin, but that's uh, totally acceptable according to halacha, pure halacha, then uh, the back of the strap should be of the same color. The, the facing, the, the forward facing part of the strap needs to always be black, but the back needs to correspond to the phylactery. And it's, it's something that's considered beautiful, aesthetically pleasing for the tefillin if they are made entirely black, like many of our tefillin are. But if you do it this way, if, if you, the phylacteries are black, then to comply with this halachot, you have to make sure that the straps of the tefillin are black not only on the forward-facing side, but also on the back side. The leather that's used for the encasement for the phylacteries of the tefillin and the one that's also used for the straps needs to be of any kosher animal. It could be a, a mammal or a bird, so long as it's kosher. It doesn't need to be slaughtered properly. And if this was made from leather of non-kosher species, or that they were subsequently the filin covered in gold, they become uh, invalid, unfit. And the, the, the working of the leather for for um for, for the filin must be tanned the tefillin must be tanned for the sake of tefillin. And we said before in uh, in chapter one that whenever we need something to do to be done for the sake of a misvah, we we cannot rely on someone who is not obligated, like a goy, to, to do it. It needs to be a Yehudi who does it. Sorry, this is the, the leather for the straps, but the leather for the actual phylacteries doesn't need to be tanned, doesn't need to be to be worked in any way. Even if you use it, masa means the raw 
the raw um, uh, leather, you just take the leather from straight from the animal and you use it for tefillin, that, that's fine. And in fact, it's a custom in several communities, says Arambam, to actually use raw leather, leather that wasn't tanned for the tefillin. Tedzain. אין עושים את התפילין אלא ישראל שעשייתן ככתיבתן. מפני השין שעושים באור, כמו שאמרנו. Although you don't need the leather to be tanned לשמה for its sake, you would think that a goy might do it, but it needs to be a Jew, Israel, because we learn that the making of these filters, we learn that the same details apply as apply for the writing, given that it has a sheen. So in other words, the, the act of making, of forming these phylacteries, it has an aspect of it being an act of writing. And for the act of writing, we said already that uh, it, it cannot be someone who is not, uh, who is not uh, within the mitzvot, namely a goy. Therefore, if the goy was the one who made the shape of the phylacteries, or he's the one who, who, who uh, saw, 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 saw them together, uh, they are unfit. So too, anyone else who is not uh, uh, fit for writing them is not fit also for making them. Uh, one may not convert the tefillin of Rosh for the tefillin of Yad, the one of the head to one of the arm, but, but one may do the opposite. You can convert one of the hand to one of the, uh, of the arm to one of the head, because as we mentioned in Lichot Tefillah, with respect to Bet Knesset, Ma'alim Bakodesh, Ve'en Molidim, we always upgrade Kedusha, we don't downgrade, and the tefillin Shel Rosh has a much greater Kedusha than tefillin Shel Yad. So you may not recycle the, the strap of the, of the head tefillin and use it for the arm. But when are we speaking, when are we saying this? Only if they were already used even once. In other words, the kedusha of the tefillin comes not from the making of it, but from the wearing of it. This is a very deep point. And how can uh, this be made of doing, of making uh, the, the one of, of head become one of the arm? Um, how can it in fact be made? You could do it by uh, wrapping it one more time with leather until it appears to be to have only one one uh, groove inside one receptacle and then you can tie it on your arm if the the these strings that were that they were holding the tefillin together that you used to sew the tefillin if uh, three of these, if two of these stitches, one next to the other, get ruptured, they 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 get uh, severed, or if three of them, even if they are not next to each other, this renders the tefillin unfit. 
במה דברים אמורים? בשנות. And when are we saying this? When is this the case? In all תפילין. אבל בחדשות, כל זמן שפני טבלה קיימת, however, in, uh, in, with respect to תפילין that are newer, so long as you have a very recognizable shape of a base of the תפילין under the box in which the, the פרשיות are, like all of our תפילין virtually are today, כשרה. This will be kasher even if the, the, the stitches uh, came off. ואלו הן החדשות, כל שאוחזין מקצת הראש שנקרע תפרו ותולים בו התפילין והוא חזק ואינו נכרת, הרי אלו חדשות. ואם אין ראוי לתלות בו אלא והוא נפסק, הרי אלו ישנות. And how can we know if the tefillin is uh, new? What does it mean, a new tefillin or an old tefillin? We have a test for that. You hold one side, the tefillin that is loose, you hold, you hold, you hold the whole tefillin from the part that is loose. And if, if that doesn't come apart by holding and leaving the weight of the tefillin be held by that single part, it means that the tefillin is, uh, uh, by this definition, new. And even if the stitches came off, it's kasher. רצועה שנפסקה, אין קושרין אותה, ואין תופרין אותה אלא מוסיעה וגונזה. A strap that was severed, one may not tie it together again, or sew it together again, rather you remove it from the tefillin, and you treat it with kedusha, you, you put it in geniza, ועושה אחרת, and you make a new one, and any leftovers of this of the strap are not fit for making another strap and you make sure that its length and its uh, width is what we explained before that is the minimum and it's important to always be careful to have the outside facing side of the straps, the one that, that always needs to be painted black, be actually forward facing, be actually outside facing when a person places a tefillin of the head or of the arm. I just want to finish with one quick note. One of the things um, that we are starting to see here, we, we have a few hints of the meaning of tefillin here. I just want to go over a few that we went through in this chapter. The next chapter is going to provide us even more material for more prof- profound insight and we are realizing that the tefillin are as much for the one who is wearing them as they are for the one who is facing them proof to that is the order of the tefillin we are seeing that the, the one of the head is much more important than the one of the arm we are seeing that there is a point in making clear that the head is divided into four there is four compartments not uh, one And we are seeing that making the tefillin is in a way a form of writing, which is why uh, if a goy made them, they are pasut. So all of these things can combine to give you more of a flavor of the depth of the misvah of tefillin. With this, we stop this chapter. We'll continue with chapter four. Be'ezrat Hashem tomorrow morning.